You need a little bit of nasty, don't you? They're the little battles you need to win if Munster wanted to win this game. He lives and breathes line-out. How do they pick themselves up from this? The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. Now you're welcome along. Great to have you with us this Wednesday evening. Joe Malloy with you. Very happy to say as well, Keith Earls will be along with us for tonight's Wednesday Night Rugby coming at the earlier time of half past seven. That is because the Hurling Championship starts with a bang this weekend. So between eight and nine, we have some stellar hurling conversation. Eddie Brennan, Jamie Wall, Dennis Walsh of the Sunday Times all on board after 8 o'clock. On the football show, meanwhile, Dion Fanning with us. Liverpool, Man City in action. Also on the show, Nick Miller discusses his piece on The Athletic. The education of Eric Ten Hag. Eric Ten Hag has now agreed terms with Manchester United. So looking forward to chatting with Nick between 9 and 10 as well. 53106, the text number. We are at Off The Ball on Twitter. Richie McCormick, hello. Joe, good evening. Adrian Barry on the show. Hello, Adrian. Joe, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. Is my uh, Do I sound really weird? Because you're sounding very weird. No, you sound okay. Excellent. How am that I sounding? Amazing news. You sound as if you're like, um, you know, you've had a couple of, you know, you've had a nice relaxed evening, Joe. And uh, <laughs> so, I don't really worry that. It's like uh, it's really long, elongated. But we can work as long as you can hear me. Okay, that's absolutely fine. Okay, no, you sound good. And I'm hoping I sound okay out there, Mick. All good in here. Yeah, we're happy. It's all me. All you. Uh, word of warning, Adrian. The fish dies by the mouth. That's just a little bit of advice for you there. Okay. That was my reaction too. So Diego Simeone is hitting back at his critics because it seems that nobody was overly impressed with the Atletico performance away to Manchester City in the first he- leg. Amongst those unhappy, Arrigo Sacchi. We had uh, Marco Van Basten criticising Simeone and he says, I've been a coach since 2005. I've never talked down to a colleague of mine or talked badly. And he said, like my dad said, the fish dies by the mouth. It's a saying. Talk is cheap. Talk is free. Everybody can talk. We all have our opinions, but I don't talk badly of colleagues. I just think, Adrian, you might do worse than remember that before you open your <laughs> mouth over the next 25 minutes. The fish dies by the mouth. Is it? Is it something to do with that, about, like, keep your mouth shut? I presume so, yeah. Um, I'd never heard it before. Just me? I'd never heard it before. No. Well, there might be something, uh, a nuance of translation there, an expression in one country, Joe, obviously doesn't always carry over. Um, but like, look, um, I don't know. Who knows what happens tonight? It might take on a slightly different tenor than it did the last day. Maybe it won't either. That's that's their style of football. And maybe like, uh, not maybe at all, but a 1-0 uh, defeat at City is not. Uh, plenty of better teams than them will go and get beaten there yeah. this season. So, um, you know, I'd say in the grand scheme of things, when he actually sat down, whatever, like, we're, we, maybe maybe all of that ignores what actually happened in the game. Um, and that that style of play isn't necessarily um, going to win the day. He has been talking about, like, maybe playing a bit more aggressively. I don't know, does aggressive mean uh, more attacking? Probably not, really. Mm. Well, that is the question hanging over this fixture. Not a single shot on goal at the Etihad. They obviously will have to score at some stage this evening. So that was Simeone. Uh, Just looking at Jurgen Klopp ahead of this game, he's headed for what I'm anticipating will be a very, very tetchy post-match interview with Des Kelly on BT Sport again very, Hmm. very soon. So he is bemoaning the fact that if Liverpool get through this evening, which they should against Benfica, they will now play Villarreal, not Bayern Munich, of course, Villarreal in the semi-final. And they will play Villarreal followed by Newcastle, Saturday lunchtime kickoff away. 
So Klopp talking yesterday. If we get through tomorrow and we have a semi-final and then BT and the Premier League thought we should have Newcastle away at 12.30. He said, uh, find me another league in the world, another broadcaster in the world who would put that team in at 12.30. So this was uh, pretty much the meat and drink of his press conference yesterday. So uh, Des Kelly, come armed in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, Klopp had that conversation with Des Kelly for about six weeks running uh, a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, and uh, look at the, the Liverpool team. It's fascinating. He's named like an FA Cup team, doesn't he? Yeah. Is that uh, is that the actual team? Which uh, I don't know. Like you don't, you're not getting your excuses in early by picking that team. That's make or break. And funny because I think it was Des Kelly. He was talking to before the last game, if I'm right. And they were talking about, you know, it'd be, it was. He was. He was saying, "Oh, it'd be great to get like a good result now tonight and sort of have it wrapped up by the time the second leg kicks off." And he, was, no, 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 we're not complacent. But I mean. Wow, you look at that team tonight, and it's an FA Cup team in every sense of the uh, expression. He's got like um, he obviously has all his firepower on the bench, and he can call on that if needs be. And they've got a lovely little cushion and all that sort of stuff. But like suddenly it goes three two, and it's uh, squeaky bum time. Mm. The team this evening is, by the way, Allison and goal, Gomez, Canade, Matip, and Simiskas. I always struggle with the pronunciation of that name. Uh, Milner, Henderson, Nabiketa, and then Jota, Firmino, Diaz. That's his team this evening. It's still a very good team. Yeah, three one up. They're happy hard up now, are they? Yeah. No, and like most of that team walk into most other city aside, uh, like starting 11s in the Premier League. But at the same time, <laughs> like look at the bench: Van Dijk, Trent, Robertson, Salah, Mane, Thiago. Yeah. Like. He, he, there's no, there isn't any getting away from it. It's a risk, isn't it? Like, it, it's a strong team. They'll probably get the job done, but he knows himself. Uh, and that team that he's named beat most teams in the Premier League, but mm. there, it is absolutely a risk at this stage of the competition. No question. I suppose it is. He obviously deems it necessary. They've Man City at the weekend, huge game. You would think at home, Anfield, two goal cushion. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine, you would think. Jota, Firmino, Diaz. That doesn't, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not weakening things uh, too much. Milner, Henderson, Keita, they'll keep things relatively tight. They should be fine. Famous last words, though, especially when you're up against Real Madrid, Richie. That was the drama last night. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's the salutary lesson, I think, that, that Liverpool will have to learn from tonight. But I, to be fair, as good as Darwin Nunes is, I don't think Benfica are of the same calibre op- of opposition as uh, Real Madrid. And their remarkable, uh, almost superhuman uh, capacity for fitness and all that kind of stuff last night. Um, because that midfield for Benfica in particular is where Liverpool should probably make hay. Um to be fair to them, Julian Weigel and Adele Tarrat are not the most uh, in terms of uh, hard working uh, mm-hmm. compared to what they're up against in the Liverpool midfield tonight. Uh, provided Jordan Henderson and, and James Milner stay the course tonight, that'll be grand. Um, and they should be provided enough chances for the, for the front three, you would think. I don't think there's a there's a comparative to Luka Modric sitting in that midfield. I don't think there's a finisher like Rodrigo, similar to what we saw last night. And there certainly isn't a Karim Benzema in that, in that Benfica team. And feel free to play this back at 5-10 to 10 when Liverpool right. are out on <laughs> Uh, on aggregate um, but I just don't see it happen oh we will Luka Modric's uh, <laughs> Luka Modric's right foot is just uh, a thing too beautiful really it's a symphony oh, all in itself one of my my favourite my favourite memory from the job uh, like apart, apart from covering Olympic Games of course um, was sitting during the last World Cup in the office when uh, John Giles was in and he was in for his regular half seven slot and he was going to stick around for the football show to see how uh, Croatia got on against I can't remember who they were playing in the group phase it might have even been France 
and he, at one stage he just applauded Luka Modric for his fine midfield play while sitting in the office and it wasn't like anything spectacular it was just you know nice neat and tidy midfield play and John actually applauded hmm. Luka Modric so that is probably the highest honour that you can get I can only imagine his reaction to that assist last mm, night yeah thing of beauty we should get on with the news round then Keith Earl's coming up this hour the news round brought to you with Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day news for the uh, Cork football team yeah, uh, rather big news this evening. Cork football manager Keith Ricken is to take a sabbatical from the job due to personal reasons. Cork GEA in the past few moments have confirmed that those personal reasons are health related. Uh, the news comes just over three weeks before the Rebels play Kerry in a Munster football semi-final. Ricken only appointed a course in October, succeeding Ronan McCarthy as coach John Cleary is going to assume Ricken's duties on a temporary basis. Yeah. Uh, Cork and the rest of us uh, wish him well in his recovery. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Bob Aram then after an extraordinary <laughs> morning yesterday at Dublin City Hall. Yeah. Bob Aaron was on the station today. He was indeed, yeah. Bob Aaron claims he was looking for an excuse to sever ties with Daniel Kinahan. The top-ranked boss is co-promoter of heavyweight champion Tyson Fury, to whom Kinahan is an advisor. Aram says he will honour the sanctions that have been opposed upon Kinahan and his connections, which mean that no American firms can do business with them. Despite Kinahan's links to Fury, Aram told this morning's News Talk Breakfast that he had no involvement in next week's title fight with Dillian White. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, I I have uh, partnered with uh, Frank Warren of Queensbury, uh, as we have in the past, and uh, 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 Frank and I, uh, uh, between us, uh, said that we didn't want Kinahan to be involved in this. Uh, I think he tried through Frank to become involved and we wouldn't uh, allow that. Nothing to do with this though. Nothing to do with, uh, with uh, the U S government regulations, but he hasn't been involved in the, in the uh, uh, fight with uh, Fury and white. And uh, he won't be, uh, uh, involved at all uh, in that fight, but okay. that again is not related to this U.S. Uh, declaration. Adrian, we had Connor Lally of the Irish Times on yesterday. He's been covering crime for twenty years, and he said he couldn't remember a day like yesterday on the uh, job at Dublin City Hall. It was quite extraordinary. The uh, one after another, uh, international uh, high level. Uh, spokespeople announcing various sanctions or saying fairly dramatic things and uh, well obviously it's now going to feed into the world of boxing as well indeed uh, one of the uh, John O'Driscoll I think his name was said that uh, Kinnan's involvement in boxing had been further incentive not that it was needed but further incentive to take down the group which was kind of a striking point and uh, well next couple of weeks going to be uh, very interesting to say the least yeah, and uh, that inter- full interview in itself was a pretty interesting experience um, and bizarre in a lot of ways, given that what Bob, Bob Arum himself had said not that long ago in relation to the whole affair. Uh, very bizarre. But uh, that aside, like it is evidence that like that interview in itself is evidence that that uh, announcement yesterday is doing its job because that's exactly what, they, what they're what they looking to do, obviously, outside of the uh, end point of being able to take the action that they've spoken about, um, alienating alienating him from the thing that he's using to um, clean up his image. 
mm. is exactly what they're after, and uh, and that's that's what they because I mean, despite what Bob Bob Aram was saying there, he was by all indications of his own previous interview very happy to have Daniel Kennan involved back the years. Um, so yeah, look, it'll be interesting times, and and I think it's it's unlike some of the other stuff that's happened. There'll be more developments, you assume, as it uh, as it all plays out. Like it's not. This isn't just one little press conference and a bit of an announcement and we'll all turn our eyes away for a little while. But then once things are back to normal again, we can all jump back on board. I don't think it's going to be that. And certainly from um, what Bob Arum is saying there, uh, boxing is walking away from him. Richie, we mentioned the Liverpool team. You might give us Pep's team. Yeah, indeed. City looking to, uh, or City will face a full Wanda Metropolitano this evening as they look to reach the Champions League semi-finals. Atletico Madrid granted a stay on a partial stadium closure from the Court of Arbitration for Sport today. A section of the Atletico support allegedly made Nazi gestures in last week's first leg at the Etihad, but City will be allowed, or Atletico will be allowed uh, those extra 5,000 fans inside the ground tonight. City have a 1-0 lead to defend in the Spanish capital. Real Madrid await the winners in the semi-finals. A couple of changes on either side, just the one for Atletico, mind. Uh, Jan Oblak starts in goal they've then got a back three of Stefan Savic, Felipe and Reynildo with Marcus Llorente and Renan Lodi uh, providing the width Jeffrey Condobia, Koke and the returning Thomas Lamar in in place of Simi Vershalko uh, are in the midfield and then up front the duo of Joao Felix and Antoine Griezmann uh, Luis Suarez is on the bench for City Ederson starts in goal a back four then of Kyle Walker John Stones Imeric Laporte and Joao Cancelo Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne and Ilkay Gundogan are in midfield and then the front three of Riyad Mahrez Bernardo Silva and Phil Foden Okay, all very standard from Pep this evening. So, updates across the evening, in particular in that game. And Liverpool, you would think, in control of the tie against Benfica. Now, Kenny Shields has been, uh, I, I think he's apologised for the initial comments, Rich. Is that where we are? Yeah, Northern Ireland manager Kenny Shields has apologised for these comments made after his side were beaten 5-0 by England at Windsor Park last night. In the women's game, you'll have noticed, I'm sure you will, if you go through the patterns... When a team concedes a goal, they concede a second one within a very short period of time. Right through the whole lot, the whole spectrum of the women's game, because girls and women are more emotional than men, so they take a goal going in, they, they don't take that very well. So if you watch, you go through the stats, which journalists love to do, going through stats, and you'll see teams conceding goals in 18 and 21 minutes and then in 64 and 68 minutes they group them because that's an emotional goal so we conceded in 48 we should be three and uh, seven minutes was our three and nine and on friday and we were conscious of that when we went one nil down we killed the game tried to just slow it right down because to give them time to get that emotional imbalance out of their head and and that's a that, that's an issue we have not just Northern Ireland but all the countries of that problem Shields as you mentioned has apologised for those comments and the offence caused by them the former Derry City boss claims he is an advocate for the women's game in a statement via the IFA website today but former Republic of Ireland goalkeeper Emma Byrne had this reaction to Shields comments on this morning's OTB AM I think it's ridiculous, really, um, to say that <laughs> we concede um, consecutive goals because we're emotional on the pitch. That's, I think that's a load of crap, to be quite honest. I'm speaking personally. Uh, if we conceded a goal, actually, I was more determined to get it right and, and to get possession back. And I wasn't 
uh, emotional about the goal, so to speak. Yeah, I was emotional, but about getting myself back in the game or getting our team back in the game. And I think as a... I don't agree with them, basically. I don't agree with them. And it's like in football in general, after you can see the goal, the next few minutes are, are very important, whether you're a man, woman, dog, whatever. Um, it's really important because the other team are elated, they're confident, they feel stronger, and you have to try and get the balance back from that. But it's not about being emotional. It's about the flow of the game and, and the balance of the game. <laughs> Yeah, it was quickly shot down at the Kenny Shields assertion, Adrian, by pretty much everyone, really. Yeah, staff stuff, wasn't it? Like, I don't know. He he might have been a bit emotional himself after the game, after what had happened. Like, it was a sort of slightly bizarre conclusion for which there may be other explanations as to why that's the case in terms of the maybe the disparity between the haves and the have-nots at that level of international women's football. But uh, I also felt that he was sort of excusing himself of the blame wasn't he it was like mm. nothing to do with me pal I don't doubt that he's an advocate for women's football like given his position it'd be almost bizarre that he wasn't and including that as part of your having to state that as part of your apology is um, is weird but like as Emma Burns turned up brilliantly there but um, imagine the job that he has to do now with like a team that hadn't qualified for the World Cup and he's to go back into that dressing room and back into that group and try to bring them with him uh, in, the, in the context of those comments, she Emma had also said in the course of that interview that she knows some of the players and they'll be fuming about it. And I imagine as a group, they're probably fuming about it. And mm. you'd have to wonder about his future in that position. Hard to get that group, which I would I would imagine after that. Yeah, it might make it tricky for Mitch. Yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult one. Like Kenny is no stranger to to such comments. Like I remember um, vividly his time in charge of Derry City. We would have dealt with him a lot on the podcast. Myself and Oshin Langer were doing at the time, and um, yeah, a unique soul with unique views is is one way of putting it, and not afraid to express them. It's like the worrying aspect of it, I guess, is trying to tie them in to some supposed. Uh, whatever stats he's he's gleaned uh, this viewpoint from uh, to try and make the assertion that those stats are tied to the emotional level or otherwise of uh, of female players is like it's bizarre. Like I, it's like I don't think there'd be any scientific correlation uh, between the two. So why he's tried to um, meld them in that point is 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 odd. And like one of the most frustrating points of this is like it, suddenly Kenny Shields' comments have become the most um, you know troubling part of it whereas Northern Ireland they'll be fuming obviously the players about the comments but they've had one of the best World Cup qualifying campaigns they can you know remember um, they came close to getting a playoff place and um, probably a couple of results away from doing that and ultimately like the 5-0 is almost scrubbed from history now it's just all about their manager and their his seeming view of women footballers uh, which belongs in the dark ages sadly yeah, it was very strange on a few fronts. Like when he was drawing, when he was talking about the hammerings that are dished out in uh, female football of late, we've seen Ireland beat Georgia. It didn't strike me as a case of emotion. That's not the reason Georgia are losing. Like Quality. the Liechtenstein yeah. teams of the nineties or Luxembourg, it wasn't like were they not? Were they? They weren't emotional for them. It was quality. But if a female even, team's beaten, it's quality. And then even the consecutive goals point. Which just jumped out to me. Like the the game is famous for consecutive goals. Like were Bayern yeah. Bayern Munich in nineteen ninety nine suddenly emotional, or 
were they not emotional because they were men but if it was a female team then they were emotional like all, human Good. beings are emotional there is emo- there is yeah. emotion in all of us is the point but like that you would look at Southampton Chelsea at the weekend and deduce that that was not to do with emotion but if it was Southampton women against Chelsea you would say that was to do with emotion you can't you know you, you're just you're airing your, your bias there and you're giving it some kind of faux statistical backup when this is a footballing phenomenon we see we see goals scored in quick succession for a multitude of, of reasons so um, it's very odd it's very odd but look he apologised so I mean at a certain point I don't know you're just going to uh, move on maybe and uh, see what they apologise to the dressing room and you know I'm not going to lead the charge of the brigade here on anyone um, so that was Kenny Shields any last story you want to bring us uh, Jameson Gibson Park cleared to play in Leinster's Heineken Champions Cup semi-final last 16 second leg with uh, Connacht the scrum half faced a disciplinary committee last night having been cited for a challenge on Kira Marmion during last week's first leg however the committee ruled that the tackle was not a red card offence which frees him to play on Friday at the Aviva Okay fellas we are right out of time Keith Earls is on the way Adrian Barry am I still thinking funny to you by the way? Are you still yeah no totally yeah I need to there's I need to get our best technical people on the case here Joe Okay uh, thank you very much nonetheless and Richie McCormack thank you Nice and lads